God takes care of everyone. Do not say this happened by chance while this came to be of itself. In all that exists, there is nothing disorderly, nothing indefinite, nothing without purpose, nothing by chance. How many hairs on your head? That's not very funny. God will not forget one of them. Well, obviously he did with me. Do you not see how nothing, even the smallest thing, escapes the gaze of God? So I like this quote. Uncle <laughs> Rashad's laughing. Um, uh, basically saying that, that, that God is in control. In fact, what do we call God? We have a name for him. Right, Jeremiah? What's the name that we say in the liturgy? We call him the pun. The what? I can't hear you. Probably need to be closer to the front. That might help me hear you. Oh, snap. Now you got called out. Oh, I'm just going to keep going. I'll just stand here. I'm here all day. I'm here all day. <laughs> oh. Isaiah, you can just sit there. The other three were just, you know, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Come. All right. So there's lots of fear in the world, and fear is a part that uh, something we just live with in this world. There's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's the stock market, there's COVID, there's everything that causes fear on earth. It's so nice to see so many vibrant high schoolers, so young and perky and alive and beautiful and handsome and full of hair. Right, so we get worried about things like um, our relationships, school, work, whatever the case may be. And we're in this constant state of chaos. There's always something. There's always something happening. There's always something trending. There's always some darkness that's happening in our life. I know, Sarah, I used one of the words of the TikTok. And when fear enters, <laughs> I did that on purpose, but I just wanted to put that out. All right. Um, and when fear, when fear gets inside of us, it's one of the worst fights in your life. Because once you get fearful and you live by this, by this code, everything in life becomes difficult, right? You get petrified by little things. You don't want to travel. You don't want to visit people. You don't want to go to places. You don't want to do things because this could happen. And, and, and it's a very, it's a very dis dehabilitating feeling, like you feel... Um, like something is always holding you back. And even when you're in something, you're anxious because you're not enjoying it because something could go wrong, right? And so fear at, at some level becomes a mental illness, right? When people come into a psychologist or, or, or a therapist and say, I'm, I, I'm just paralyzed by fear. So it starts when we're young and it gets worse with age. And the world is full of people who are afraid and again, we see this with COVID. We saw this in the last year and a half. People just kind of lost their minds, right? The fear gripped earth. Uh, and there's a very small piece, proportion of people who have peace, have real joy, right? Who just who are just laissez-faire and let things go. Lots of other people, you, you see it. These, you see anxiety in the world. And where does this fear come from? Does anyone remember? Who knows? Who can answer? Huh? Where did fear come from? What's the first time we hear about fear? Mm. 
That's right, right? So when Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve were exiled <laughs> from the, the garden, the paradise of Eden, right? Um, this is the first time we hear about fear. In fact, this is the first time in the Bible the word fear is mentioned. It says, I heard your voice and I was what? Afraid. Okay, so let's just think about this. The, 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 the fear in the world came from the first Adam. And so then where does peace come from? The second Adam, right? And so how do we, Peter, Adam, and Eve lose it? How did Peter lose his peace in this icon? What happened? What's the real problem of Peter walking on the water. What was the mistake he made? He doubted. Why did he doubt? What, what led to the doubt? He was scared. Why was he scared? What led to the scared? What made him get scared? So walking along the water, which happens, you know, something I do, and you're looking at Jesus, and you're like, hey, we're just walking on the water, okay? And then all of a sudden, he's walking on the water, and he stops, and he starts looking, and he goes, that's water. That's a storm. That's wind. That's lightning. Those are waves. And then he started what? Sinking. And it's almost like the world that he was scared of did what? Think about, think about the metaphor here. The world did what? It swallowed him. It swallowed him alive. And so when we take our eyes off of Christ and we look at the world, the world makes us scared, right? Just look around. Everything sucks, okay? You don't have to look far. Everything, lots of brokenness, lots of fear, lots of manipulation, lots of danger. So when we start looking at this world, the world will swallow us up and eat us up. And so the first Adam brought in this fear and this anxiety into the world, and the second Adam is the one who dispels it. And the peace that Christ gives is not a temporary peace. It's not happiness. It's a joy. It's a deeper peace than I just feel content right now. Because we can all feel content for a few minutes, but that something is lacking, right? Something is open. Something is missing, right? And something, it's okay, I do that all the time. I just do cataract surgery from here. It's a gift. I just aim it. You got to aim it right. Um, and we all have this experience. <laughs> He's trying to piss me off. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. He's trying to test my peace. And what he's going to find out is, I just talk about peace. I have none. <laughs> what are we talking? Deep calming. <laughs> he's still doing it. And he knows it's going to work. Okay. All right. Okay, so what's the hymn we say when we walk into church on the, in the feast? We say, O King of Peace, grant us your peace. And we say that Christ is this fountainhead of peace right? Christ is basically the, the source of peace in the world, 
I'm a professor, I do this for a living. You th don't think I can tell? Who looks at their crotch and smiles? It's just not a normal thing to do. It's just not a normal thing to do, bro. <laughs> oh, that's right, I'm in church. <laughs> Note to self, at church, don't say those things. Okay, all right, let's just keep clicking. All right, so... <laughs> So the 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 Saint August lunch <laughs> says that's going to make the top ten. I know it's going to get listed. All right, um, blessed Augustine or Saint Augustine says, "Where love abounds, um, fear is displaced." Right. So love displaces fear. Okay, and love displaces fear by the way in everything. Right. When you have a relationship with a teacher. Okay, in the beginning of the quarter, the beginning of the semester, beginning of the year, and the teacher's a real jerk, right? They're a real strickler. They come down, and someone says something, and then all of a sudden, they take a green thing, they cataracts you, right? And they laser your eyes, and they make you come to the front, and then they yell at you. They tell your parents your whatever, and they put fear in you. Have anyone, has anyone here experienced that teacher later, by the end of the year, becoming your favorite teacher? Right, the teacher you respect the most, the teacher you know loves you the most, the teacher you admire the most. Okay. So this is a natural um, progression, even, even in parenting. Right? In the beginning, when we start parenting children when they're young, we can start with fear. Right? We can start with, us, uh, with punishment. And then as we progress, we move away from punishment to reward, where we say, well, if you do something good, I'm going to give you a cookie. If you do something good, I'll get your phone. If you do something good, I'll give you some rights, you know, to go out. If you do something good, I'll buy you a car, if you, whatever. And then at some point, love displaces all of those things. And love is the, is the final progression. So even with, with in, in, in parenting or in, or in life or relationships, sometimes things start at the level of fear, but they can't stay there. That's just not a way to love love God and live with God, right? I want you to imagine for a moment if I, if I you know, had this big nine-inch blade, right, and I, and I stood over you, right, like this, and I said, I want you to do what I say, okay? And if you don't, I'm going to stab you, right? Now, and I stand there like this, and I say, do what I say, do what I say, okay? Now, imagine, are you going to listen to me? Yeah, probably, right? Nobody wants to get stabbed, Okay? And especially if I say, I'm going to stab you eternally. I'm going to keep stabbing you forever. Okay? Are you going to listen to me? Sure. Are you going to obey me? Sure. Are you scared of me? Sure. Now, what if I say, now I want you to love me? Are you going to love me? Can you ever love me? You're not going to love me. You're going to obey me. You're going to fear me. You'll respect me, maybe. But you're not going to love me. Right? And so that isn't a relationship of love, right? And so we can't look at our relationship with God like that. If it's, I'm just not, I just don't want to go to hell and burn in sulfur or whatever it is for eternity, so I'm going to do stuff. Even then, if I do all the stuff, then who do I love? Myself, right? I just don't want to burn in hell. I'd rather go to the place where there's pearly gates, cotton candy, whatever else they have up there, rainbows and unicorns. Right, so I'm going to pick the nice place because I don't want to be burned and tormented forever. So that isn't love. You, we can start there. There can be a level of healthy fear, awe, reverence. But at some point, we have to move past the fear into a realm of love 
where God is love. Fear comes when we lose our connection with our Father. So if God is this love and God is this well of peace, how can I not have it? How can I not have that peace? Abuna today said something really nice about Abuna Andrew when he said, when you come in contact with him, you feel his joy. Because he's a source of joy. He's bubbly, he's laughing, he's joking around, he's talking about ice cream, right? So you, you come into this contact and you can't not have this joy. It's infectious. It's like when, when people start laughing. And even if the joke is not funny, sometimes you'll see someone tell a joke, like George, and it won't be that funny, but he'll be laughing so much at his joke. It's like, joke, George, like, that was unprovoked. I will now fire back. Um, but you'll see someone laugh so much at their joke, or sometimes someone can't even tell a joke without, fin can't even finish it because they're laughing so hard, right? It's infectious, the laughter, and then you start laughing. It's infectious, right? Peace is also infectious, and love is infectious. And so when I lose a connection with my dad, who is all peace, then I lose my peace. So what does that mean? When I see someone who's lost their peace, what do I know? What do I now know about this person? They've lost connection with their dad. Right, when I see someone fearful, what do I know? They've lost connection with, the, with their faith, with the one who doesn't, who, who, who gives us peace at all times, the well. I love this quote, he says, your prayer rope is your telephone. When you are in need, make a call with it. Right? And hopefully many of us have prayer ropes. If you don't, Shereen Howard makes them, and she's amazing. She'll make you one, she'll make a couple. It doesn't take her any time, and she doesn't have three kids. So <laughs> she's got all kinds of time, and she's getting a master's degree. But other than that, she's totally, is this live? Are we being recorded? All right. So um, what are we saying? So you take these prayer ropes, and when you're at a time in a lack of peace, right, you make a, a call to your dad, and you say, King of peace, grant us your peace. Confirm us in your peace. This is what we say when we walk into the church on the Eid. So what can solve the problem of man, of pro uh, the problem of fear in man? How do we solve this problem of fear? Think about what you're afraid of. I want you to think about your fears. All of you have them. Adults, children, everyone has them. What am I afraid of? Right, so some of us may, if we're older, we're afraid of health. We're afraid maybe if we have if we're kids, if we have if we're parents and we have kids, maybe our kids won't, you know, be successful or they won't turn out good or they'll do bad things. Right? If I'm in high school, maybe my fears are my, my peer group and people talking about me and people doing things without me and how I'm perceived by people and whether I'm liked or how what what people are saying about me behind my back. Right? If I'm George, I'm worried about a joke bombing. It's twice, unprovoked. He's like, George's like, that's never happened. <laughs> George's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mary had to come to your aid, bro. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? Okay, so what can solve the problem of fear in man? I want you to think about what you're afraid of. 
Okay? And then I want you to think about a bigger problem. Right, it could be, you know, I'm worried about uh, my parents' health, and I'm worried about my health, and I'm worried about cancer, and I'm worried about losing my house, and I'm worried about losing my job, and I'm worried about paying the mortgage, and I'm worried about a lot of things. I want you to think of a bigger fear. A bigger fear than that. What's the biggest fear you have? What's your biggest problem? What's your biggest fear? Winston <laughs> Churchill. What's the biggest fear? The fear, biggest fear is you're going to die. Your biggest problem is you're going to die. <laughs> right? Of all the problems I listed, right, that's the one that we all have to face at some point. Right? And it's not pleasant. We at this stage have all been to enough, you know, been through life long enough to have been through a few funerals, a few situations. We've seen it. Right? And it doesn't feel right. Although we know intellectually it's natural, everything dies. Plants die, animals die, everyone dies, everything dies. Even buildings eventually crumble and we, we raise them to the ground and then we start over. But for some reason, when someone dies, it hits us. It hits us in a way very deeply. Why is that? Even though I know it's supposed to be natural. Because it kind of isn't natural. That isn't the way we were meant to be. We weren't created like this. We were created to live. So death, as we say in the liturgy, in the prayer of reconciliation, what do we say? Death entered the world through the envy of the devil. So death comes into the world as a consequence of that fall of Adam that we showed earlier. Or is it our biggest fear? Right, these are this picture I'm sure everyone recognizes. Right, these are the 21 martyrs of Libya. They're most from Egyptian. And they put them in jumpsuits and they cut their heads off. And not one of them denied their faith. In fact, uh, apparently what they did was they would actually bring them out, take the cameras, roll, and they would put the knives to their throats. And they say, okay, this is it. And they would make them think they're going to kill them that day. And then they would stop and see if anyone would deny their faith. And they say, all right, never mind. Maybe tomorrow. And they'd march them back out tomorrow, out, uh, back, march, march them back home, and make them think about it all night. And then the next day, they'd bring them out again. And they kept doing it. Right? They're trying to break them. What they really wanted, the reason the cameras were rolling, was what? They wanted someone to deny their Christ on camera because that was going to be all over the internet real fast. Yet, and no one did. Why not? They had no fear. And when you hear about some of the stories of these monks and these guys who've lived out in the middle of nowhere, or someone who would go up and stand up to an emperor, I mean, we can't even comprehend what that means, right? I mean, if the, the mayor of Tustin showed up, right? Right here, an elected official who's a loser probably, right? He stood here, we'd be like, so she, okay. She's also a loser, right? So she stood here. She stood here. We'd all be like, oh, wow, the mayor, right? And she said, you know, I have a lot of power. And we're like, we know. You have so much power. If the president of the United States came and stood here, they would, he is negligible in the amount of power he has next to an emperor, right? I mean, the emperor back in the day, right, he, you just look at him. You just make eye contact. He says, you have to die now. 
That's just the way it worked. He walked by, you look down. If you look up because you're looking at me, kill him. And the soldier would just take a, a thing and put him right in your heart, just finish you. That's the kind of power these people had. Now imagine you read one of the stories of some of these guys standing around or some of these women who would look an emperor in the face and say, I'm not gonna listen to anything you have to say. I couldn't say that to the mayor of Tustin, right? And yet these guys did this and these women did this. No fear, right? And the beauty of this video, by the way, is I want you guys to think of this video. How many people have watched this? How many high schoolers have watched these? You should, you should YouTube 21 Martyrs. Watch it. Because what you read, when you see that video, and then we come here and we read the Synexar, right? What's the Synexar? It's that book of history of the saints. And then we read these stories about, and the martyr was martyred in front of many people, and he defied the emperor, and he had no fear, and he looked at heaven, and I'm like, yeah, you know, he probably was a little scared, right? I mean, you're going to put a, you know, anyone ever have a knife to their throat by someone who's hostile? That's not something you're not afraid of, right? Or a sword to your chest? That's not something no one, you pee your pants when that happens. Right? And then you read these stories in the cynics are of them like being fearless, and you're like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's no way. Right? And then, yeah, and you hear them over and over. And the gift that these guys, the terrorists did, the guys in the black and the behind them, the gift that they gave us was they videotaped it for us. They recorded it. And now we know that the stories that we read in the cynics are happened a lot like that, just like they're described in the cynics are. There was no fear. And here I am, I've got fear and I've got anxiety and I've got all these problems in my life because I didn't get enough likes, people are posting about me. Compare these two situations, right? Compare the fear that we have in the world today compared to what these people have. Why? They're tapped into the well. They're talking to their father. Right? If the serenity that comes from being with God is bigger than any fear or anything that happens. Right? And that's what we see in the saints, like the Pope Carlos's, and you read their story about like people attacking and persecuting them, and they couldn't care less. It doesn't even phase them. Right? Why? They're tapped into something bigger. Okay, I'll stop there. Does anybody have any questions, comments, criticisms, complaints? conundrums, qualms, concerns, okay. Anyone, no one? Shenanigans, more and more shenanigans, sorry. Glory be to God forever, amen. Let's stand and pray really quick. Make us worthy to say with all thanksgiving, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, we forgive those who lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Right, everybody, as you're leaving, please stop by Abuna 